Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to have a look at how napping can actually help you to improve your sleep. Yes, you heard right, how napping can help you to improve your sleep. If you see yourself faced with sleeping problems right now, then you probably heard that napping can interfere with your sleep, that it's something that you should avoid. But today we're we're going to dive into this myth and check out how napping can actually help you to reach the opposite. So if you have sleep problems and you're keeping yourself awake through drinking coffee or coffee and drinks like Red Bull and all those others, and you're asking yourself if it's a good idea to nap or not, then today we're going to move into what you should be doing to really reap the energy. And that's why you're drinking coffee or Red Bull, at least if you uh, go over the amount that's enjoyable. Like if you're drinking a lot of caffeine over the course of the day, you want that energy. So we're going to check in how naps can help you get that energy and how they can help you to increase your sleep quality and your overall well-being. Because that's why we're sleeping, right? We want to feel good. And I, I don't get tired to mention this and to highlight this, to underline it. It's not sleep per se. We're not sleeping to sleep, right? We're sleeping to feel good the next day, to have the energy levels, the mood, the mental capacities to show up strong in life. So let's check out how napping can actually help us to do that. And I get like, if for some of you, this sounds completely counterintuitive. You're having problems to fall asleep at nighttime, to stay asleep. And now you should add up sleep at daytime. And you heard so often that that's like a thing you should avoid. Uh, It kind of triggers the same uh, counterintuitive thing. Like if you hear that firefighters fight fire with fire, which is possible because fire takes the oxygen away. You need to know what you do, right? And how to do it. And the same is true for napping. So instead of draining our battery until it's completely empty over the course of the day, and that's where napping kicks in, we want to give ourselves a little recharge. Because if you uh, have an iPhone or for Android phones, it's probably the same. Like if you drain your battery completely to zero, then it takes a while. You have problems if you hook it up to the power. It doesn't charge. It doesn't uh, It doesn't turn on right away, right? You get that little symbol with the battery uh, that it's completely empty. And it's not good for batteries either, for the lifetime of batteries and so on. And the same is true for us. Like if we drain our bodies over the course of the day, over our work days, we have these challenges and so on and so forth. We feel stressed. And we just move on through that stress until we're completely exhausted. That can generate a problem when we fall asleep because stress levels are high. Our body, our arousal system is highly activated and it can be really hard to calm that down to a degree that we reap high quality sleep. Even if you fall, if you're able to fall asleep, you can wake up um, easier if stress levels are high your sleep quality is not going to be as good as if you uh, if you're not in that state when you hit the bed bed so 
How can napping help us to do this? Or to take care that we get that little recharge that a battery does not drain completely over the course of the day and prepare us for a good night of sleep? And the answer is quite straightforward and, and simple and easy. Like, if we feel stressed, if we feel that level of exhaustion, and this doesn't mean, like, this is true for all of us. Like, it doesn't mean you need to have a stressful uh, work right now or a stressful day. If you're doing something and you feel that you're getting tired, just slightly tired or feel a little bit exhausted, then it's a good idea, but in particular if you're stressed, uh, it's a good idea to just take a break. And there are two good types of breaks, right? There are active breaks and passive breaks. And there are bad breaks too. And a lot of us... Um, have bad breaks, like doing things that are not real rest, which starts with checking our mobile phones, uh, answering messages, checking our Facebook feed, uh, Instagram feed, uh, whatever apps you have on your, your device, playing uh, games on your device. It's all just not a good way to have a break. Like an active break is go outside, have a little bit of body movement. That's great. Catch some sunlight, catch some fresh air, get your head free, active break, fantastic. Naps are an awesome way to have a passive break. And let's clarify what I mean with naps and which naps I, uh, in particular, will help you to promote good sleep at nighttime. So when I'm talking about napping and you might say like, oh, I'm not the nap type or I can't nap, I can't fall asleep, I'm talking about getting a rest, closing your eyes, that's my definition of naps. Let, let's create this definition of naps. Sitting down, lying down. Best lie down, lie down, close your eyes. And like if you need, if, if you can't lie down, sit down, that's fine. But close your eyes, really close your eyes. And, and that's it. Do that for 5 to 25 minutes. Don't go longer in particular than 25 minutes because after that, if you fall asleep, which for most of us will be true at some point, you could end up um, moving into a deep sleep stage. If you wake up then, that's just not good. You're going to feel groggy and so on. We want to just fall asleep slightly and wake ourselves up before we move into deep sleep territory. That gives us this refreshing rest, gives our brain a rest, gives our, um, our body an opportunity to de-stress, to, de to bring cortisol levels, everything down, right? And that's great. Take that time. If you're in an office, uh, if, if you're in an office on your own, you can just, you know, sit on your chair, close your eyes, set a little alarm, a little timer, for up to 25 minutes. If, you know, just to give you an example of how I utilize naps, I utilize them every day, once or twice. When I get feel tired, I just move uh, onto a sofa, lay down. I listen to piano music, like very, in a, in a very low um, volume. Piano music, close my eyes. Sometimes I don't listen to anything at all, but if I turn on music, which happens frequently, it's piano music. Uh, because that's relaxing to me. And um, I close my eyes, set an alarm for somewhere between 15 and 25 minutes. Mostly it's 15 to 20 minutes. That's my time where I, I feel really good. I close my eyes 
And then I just think about nothing. Like I listen to the music, let my mind drift around. Sometimes there's still something from work going on in my mind if I want to prepare something. But I don't, I don't actively engage in that thought. Like it's just there. Okay, it's there. I, I acknowledge that. Then I, I kind of tap into the music again. And odds are that I fall asleep and I wake up when the alarm uh, shoots off at some point. And if I don't, that's okay. I feel refreshed. If I have that 20-minute break, let's say, I get up, I move on to work again, or you move on to what you're doing, what you were doing before, or what you have planned to do after that nap, and you just show up with that tranquil energy, right? And that's a big difference than if you jack yourself up with coffee, caffeinated drinks. That kicks us up, it, it uh, activates our arousal system, building up more and more stress, which makes it harder and harder for us to fall asleep or have a good quality sleep at nighttime. So a nap is something that actually will give you a much better rest, far more energy than a coffee could ever do. And it prepares you because it, you de-stress at daytime, right? You recharge that energy. You, you take care that it doesn't drain completely to speak in these words, in this picture. And at nighttime, you're going to have it much easier to fall asleep because you maintained that tranquil energy over the course of the day. So that's essentially all that's to it. The big secrets to napping, how to nap right. I typically have one in the morning and I have one in the afternoon. Sometimes I skip them, but that will be like a, a good, good timing for me. And you need to figure out when you feel that rest is appropriate for you. And then you just go for it, right? I know there are spaces, depending on where you work, what you do uh, uh, for, uh, as a living, that can make it harder to nap over the course of the day and sometimes even impossible. So if that's true for you, you just need to find a different solution. Maybe an active break is better for you. But if you have the possibility to nap, on a chair, on a sofa, at daytime, then just go for it. See how it works for you. Measure the things that you're doing. Like um, we, we always want to measure things we do. On the days you do it, just check off a box and say, okay, I had a nap. Take care that it's not too long. Some, somewhere between um, 15 and 25 minutes would, would be my suggestion. But even if you just have 10 minutes, it's just great to... to Go for those 10 minutes, but 15 to 25 minutes will be my suggestion for you to start off with. Uh, and then measure what, what happens. Like, okay, I had a nap today. How does this impact my sleep at nighttime? And just go for it for a week or two and see if or how rather the change is going to show up in your sleep quality numbers. And if you're not sure what I mean with sleep quality numbers, at best, check out sleeptrust.eu. Uh, there uh, is a PTS scorecard that you can download to actually help you to measure uh, your sleep progress. If you're trying to recover your sleep, if you're trying to increase your sleep quality, trying to actively improve your sleep quality, there are coaching packages there. That's also, also true if you simply want to increase your sleep quality, then check them out. They're, uh, I think, the best thing that you're going to find out there. 
And I'm really looking forward to um, support you in every step you take. But other than that, there's also a ton of free information uh, on the website. So check it out. Yeah. And just to give you a little bit of context be before we close up this session, uh, talking about NAP, it builds on the sleep trust system, right? Nine steps to bring you from where you are right now to back to superb sleep, high energy levels, high well-being levels uh, as a consequence. And this is located in step number six, work. Step number four, sleep. And talking about napping seems completely uh, to make sense to build it into step number four, but it's actually part of step number six, work, where we're talking about how to handle our days, how to show up at work, how to rest in a way that serves us, active passive rest. We have that today too. And napping is part of the passive rest is actually the passive way to rest. So um, yeah, I hope that was helpful for you. And if you ask yourself how you should get started, uh, it's very simple. Just start to do it. Start to do it today. Like, I don't know what, what time it is when you're listening to this podcast right now, but maybe it's early in, the, early in the morning and you've got the opportunity to build it into your day-to-day, -day, literally. And if that's not the case and this is uh, evening time for you, think about how you can implement this. Where could you build in a nap tomorrow? How is this going to look for you? Literally see yourself setting the alarm, sitting down, closing your eyes, listening to music or not, whatever suits you, and waking up with that, with that tranquil energy. And on the sideline, I just want to add, it is a good idea to start reducing your coffee in intake when you start napping. Typically, a lot of us drink a lot of coffee to bring our energy levels up, but it's the opposite that happens if we drink too much of it. Our body gets used to it. Our stress system is constantly activated, making it harder for us, and not only to nap, but also in particular to feel really good, like tranquilize energy is what I want to highlight here. We want to feel energized, but not in this way that we like, we're too bouncy inside. Like we want to be calm and energized. And reducing coffee, caffeine is a great idea to start with the napping. Reduce your caffeine intake, move into napping, and see how it starts to feel so much better when it comes to your energy levels, when it comes to your sleep and sleep quality at nighttime. And actually, like the caffeine thing, uh, I did that on my own, like actually inspired through somebody who showed up in a sleep recovery workshop I did recently, uh, Steve, and uh, he had a couple of questions around coffee and how to handle it. And then I, I took it as uh, a challenge for myself because I, like, you know, if I recommend things to you, I want to be able to do them all myself, right? I don't like people that don't walk their talk. So, uh, I, so I, I decided to go for the uh, coffee and reduction program. That's how I, I call it you know, on my side. And I reduce my caffeine intake. So right now for months, I've not been drinking coffee in the week. Uh, I do drink coffee at the weekends. I treat myself with, a, with one cup of coffee on Saturday, one cup of coffee on Sunday. And that's awesome. And I can tell you, even though I was not an excessive coffee drinker, I kind of loved my coffee, right? We all do but it was easier than I thought to get rid of it and 
it feels much better. So I wasn't sure if I would stick to it or not. This was a self-experiment, but I am going to stick to it because I just feel so much better. So um, yeah, I'm curious to hear all of your stories. Like that's my story. I'm curious to figure out how does it feel for you? Reduce your caffeine intake, increase the napping time and see what it does for your overall well-being and your sleep quality. The only thing that I will add here, if you are currently working with sleep restriction to get back into regular sleep schedule, then avoid napping. But for all others, give it a try. And I'm curious to hear all of your experiences, your results. Please share them with me at hello at sleeptrust.eu. Just drop me an email. I love getting your emails. I read every single email. I reply to every single email. So share your experiences with me. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. If you want to improve your sleep quality, napping can be a great idea to do so. Napping between 5 and 25 minutes have been proven to give you back tranquil energy, making it easier for you to fall asleep and stay asleep at nighttime. And if you feel inspired to also reduce your caffeine intake on the sideline to double down on your results, always measure what you're doing. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next time. Have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.